Welcome to Mental Health is Real. On this episode, Dr. Milo Dotson sits down with singer-songwriter Eric Bellinger. My name is Yessi Ortiz, and you're listening to Mental Health is Real. Mental Health is Real with Dr. Milo Dotson. Reflecting empathy and love. Peace, brothers and sisters. My name is Dr. Milo Dodson, and I'm a licensed psychologist in the state of California. Today, I am all sorts of geeked, excited, um, happy to be sitting down with my good friend, Mr. Eric Bellinger, a.k.a. Mr. Easy Call, <laughs> a.k.a. Mr. Goat, Hello. a.k.a. Mr. Yikes. Hey, man. All that good stuff. Man, <laughs> thank you. First and foremost, bro, thank you for allowing us to uh, to step into your, your space right now. I know no it's a busy, busy season for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, blessings are, are flowing. Um, saw that new trailer. Street Dreams. Dreams. Yep, Street yep. Dreams. And Easy Call just came out, too. Yeah. Man, yeah. man. So before we get into that, I really just like starting out by asking people not just what they do, but mm-hmm. who they are. Okay. So, Who is Eric Bellinger? Eric Bellinger is a light. A light in brightness, a light in darkness, a light everywhere. You Mm -hmm. know, I always try to make everything that I'm doing something of positivity to where I can be a blessing. You know, whether it's through music, now whether it's through film, whether it's, you know, writing songs and providing and being of service to other artists or other entities, whatever that means you know Mm. i just like to use my gift uh to just bless people you know i feel that 100 percent. and i think from the couple years that i've known you um you've definitely been that light and you've definitely always had a smile on your face thanks yeah and i think not just on your face but it kind of exudes from your being and from your heart that Mm -hmm, way mm -hmm. and so i always find myself wondering like man I'm glad this dude is so happy, but I'm just wondering, like, what's the source of that happiness? Like, as you were sharing mm-hmm. um, and, and being in service and spreading light, like, what's the source of that light for you? I think uh, now where I'm at, it's first starting within, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and I've found a place where there are no worries. You know, they're really, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, dwelling on the blessings even throughout the negative times you know like the devil is still attacking Mm -hmm. always you Mm -hmm. know but i just keep finding a place that's bigger than that you know the bigger picture and i definitely feel like having the family and the home of solid prayers and solid you know from grandparents praying down mm. from moms praying generational and, yeah prayer. from generation yeah. i really think that it's something that came before me and i was just in it his source of light starts within allowing him to focus on embracing the blessings even around negativity and through stressful times eric credits the love and prayer he's received from his mom for his ability to in turn give that love to his son and wife as well as his fans you know, having my parents, my mom will always be in the light as well. Mm-hmm. And now having a son, it's it's like it's tough mm. to to not smile, you know, because the real life that I live is all set, you know. Mm-hmm. That part of 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 life is good, you know, like I come home every day, you know what I mean, to a beautiful wife who just showers me with love. And mm. I go on stage and I perform 
to fans that love the craft that I, you know, put so much energy into. So mm -hmm. everywhere I go, it's just if, you know, I would be ungrateful to not be proud of everything that I've worked hard for. And so it's almost attained. like all the love <clears throat> that you've received allows mm -hmm. you to give that back. Yeah. And, and give that <clears throat> back in abundance that way. Yeah. So you're not at a shortage for yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of what what bothers me personally and, and professionally too as a, as a psychologist is sometimes people think that there's a shortage or if I spread love and I spread that light, then somehow my own light's gonna diminish. Mm -hmm. Where it's like the complete opposite of what you're saying. Like, okay, exactly. well, if I give this person love, then somehow that gives me less yeah. love for myself. Right. And, and what, I, what I hear you saying is that for you, by spreading love, not only do you allow other people to receive that, but you receive that for yourself too. Exactly. That's exactly it on the nail. And it's always been that way. And that's how my mom is. My mom uh -huh. is just, she's just a lover, you know. She always just gives, 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 gives. And, you know, for me, like just an example of how I got my start in the music industry, it was really mm. just giving, mm. giving, giving, whether it's my time, whether it's um, songs, whether whatever it is, you know, and that especially because I met so many different people under the pretense of being of service. Like, okay, let's go mm. to the studio, let's write a song, and then they have the song, and then mm. now they're performing it, and now they're on the billboards, and now they're on the Grammys, and now they're everywhere. Yeah, And it's because of the song, you know, and the time that I was just sacrificing just because I wanted to get my name out there and people be aware of the talent that I had more so than anything. Right, right. I wasn't really concerned with the instant gratification. Mm -hmm. I always wanted to, <clears throat> you know, I wasn't afraid to, you know, invest the time of, like I said, being a light or being of, mm -hmm. of whatever it may be because now that I'm in the position where it's my turn and mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, it's time to flourish. It's time to do everything that I have to do to be in the position of spotlight. Everyone that was like, man, I remember, mm -hmm. you know, he was in the studio and he did this for me. He, you know, he did that for this person. He did, mm -hmm. oh yeah, you know, all of those things they've built up. And now it's like, it's like a mountain of quote unquote favors, but not necessarily mm -hmm. favors. But right. you know, it's like a, I scratch your back, you scratch mine. I've been just scratching backs out yeah. here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm a professional back scratcher. You have your doctor in back yeah. scratching. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and it's like, now my back is like scratched, it's scratched up. Right now. All right. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's you know, and, I, and it was never intended like, I'm going to do this for you because right. you're going to do that for because I want you to do that for me. And a lot of times people, you can confuse that and there's a wrong way to go about doing a favor or doing something for someone. You well, should do it just out of the kindness of your heart yeah. and know that maybe that'll bring back something good just because that's how the universe works as opposed to, mm. I'm going to do this for them and then in three minutes I'm going to say, hey. Remember that one time? Yeah, you're not. Well, I think yeah. what you're saying, what I hear you saying is that the service is the reward. Yeah, it and, is. And it's not anything about, okay, let me scratch your back and then like half hour, three minutes later, you're kind of like looking at them like, yeah. like my and back. And a lot of people you? do that. Like, mm. you know, and 
it's it's just like when they do, it's just such a turn off because I know where it's coming from. I know the motive, and I know because I've been in the position to where I've needed help, I've needed assistance, mm. and mm. I know what they're thinking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Do, and I, do you I find just, it, I've been there. Do you find it difficult either now or maybe even in the past to ask for that support, to ask for that assistance? Has it's, that been difficult? It's uh, yeah, it is for me because. I don't know. I never want to come off like too needy because there's a time, you know, and a place I always felt like to get to ask for something. Right, right. You know, so even for the longest, I never av- actually cashed in on those favors of like, yo, what's up, mate? Like, yeah. you know, I hopped on that nothing. We did the hook. It was crazy. Like, yo. But now I'm like, yo, I got this song. It's called Not a Love Song right, on the right. new album. And he was like, oh, no problem. Just come through and I'll just hop on it. I'm like, what? Man. You know, but countless sessions yeah. i went to so anytime i made call i'm right there mm. you know what i'm saying and it's it was never like okay here i'm waiting you know what i mean it was just right. it just happened right, naturally, right. naturally as opposed to like let me try to get in and get them to do it today you right. know what i'm saying it, it was just like yeah all. we yeah. were just working and one of the nights he was just like yo you got anything that's like that you've been working on and i was like yeah i've been wanting to play something the, op- the opportunity just made itself available as opposed to me trying to press him just because I was there. Right. I was ready and I was available and I was, I don't know, I was patient. Yeah, you know? and that patience, obviously, we know as part of God's plan that mm-hmm, way. Mm-hmm. Um, not trying to give Drake any right. extra, extra power. I'm not right extra now, like that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think there there is something really special about that divine presence and intervention that way. Yeah. And I think when I, when I hear you sharing your story, there's a balance of service. Um, but then also being able to to work hard for yourself too. That's it. Mm-hmm. And and I'm wondering at times have there been any experiences that you felt like were harder, maybe taking away from that light, taking away from that positivity. Yeah, definitely. Especially recently and currently with you know everything going down with this whole like Tory Lane situation. It's mm. like it's interesting because it's something that's not my normal character you know to Mm. have to be on edge and like okay cool now we at war and Mm. it's the weirdest vibe but you know knowing my stance on it and knowing Mm. where i'm coming from gives me peace you know i'm only i'm defending yeah yeah. i know who i am i know that i'm defending what i've worked for i know that you know i'm only speaking out because it's been addressed several times over and over again and i'm like okay cool let me just do this you know response because as a man you know i feel like for the legacy that i'm building i always wanted to be you know something that i'm proud of i never mm-hmm. wanted to look like i backed down out of any situations or mm-hmm. you never want to live with any regrets so i just kind of did it it was on my heart to make one verse and you no know, let me go back into a second verse oh let me go back into a third verse just uh-huh. because it was so much on my chest and i've always held so much in you know just as an artist in general you know people not crediting the things that I've done and you know calling me irrelevant when I feel like I'm just responsible and I've consecutively contributed to some of the biggest artists in music over right. time right, right you know and no matter who it was it just happened to be him that kind of called me out on it so I just was like okay cool I'm gonna respond in a way that covers every basis, that covers all grounds, and explains how I feel, so it won't be any question. <laughs> and now people Being are really hearing straightforward. It. Like, look, this is what happened, this and this is, is how happened. I felt about it. Yeah, and I always hold it in. Mm. You know, so you know how they say, you know, when you hold something in, 
after a while, it the, the blow up is just even worse. Oh man, do I know that as a psychologist? Absolutely. And now yeah. we have to see. <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting because I think a lot of the time, um, whether it's a professional sort of situation that you're in, that <clears throat> professional conflict right now, mm-hmm. or if it's in relationships, or even if it's at work. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people don't want to express themselves mm-hmm. because of various fears or yeah. concerns that way. Yeah. I don't want they don't want to come off saying like I don't want to be weak. I don't want them to think that I'm just some angry person or that right. I'm just bitter. Right. Um and then those feelings continue to store up. Mm-hmm. Like there's only so much space under the rug where you can keep things exactly and then at a certain point you're going to have people looking at you like why is your rug so lumpy exactly and for you i really hear you're at a space of not just expressing your artistry Mm -hmm. but also even most importantly expressing yourself exactly this is who i am right not being afraid of it you know unapologetic you know about my personal feelings you mm-hmm. know you, everyone is entitled to their feelings everyone is entitled you know to their emotions you know and i honestly encourage the world to be more free with how they feel yeah, you know yeah. now that you know i've gotten to a a point in my career that i feel i have attained success mm. you know um and i what, live what is in success that. for you do you think and i and i and what i what i mean by that is just it's the way that i feel uh, you know what i mean like yeah, i'm i, I couldn't get any like my happiness late level uh-huh. is like on a hundred you okay. know my you know it's like how much you if if there's another level of happiness, great. I'll feel it tomorrow. You know, <laughs> but right now, yeah, it's like this is good. I'm so yeah. good, and I'm and I acknowledge it, and I'm aware of it, and mm. I'm not just letting it pass by. The mm. happiness that I feel is the success. So that's that's powerful stuff, man. Thank you. Mental health is real. Reflecting empathy and love with Dr. Milo Dotson. People who go to therapy aren't crazy. They're yeah. human beings with emotions. How do you, in this current this current feeling of happiness and, and mm-hmm. this pure joy mm-hmm. that it sounds like for you, what is this like for you compared to how things maybe used to be? Because I'm, I'm mm-hmm. hearing that as you recognize and you embrace that happiness, mm-hmm. it allows you to express yourself mm-hmm. in that conflict yeah. as well, right? Mm-hmm. Because you have that happiness because you know who you are. Right. You have that ability to express yourself because you know who you are. You're mm-hmm. grounded in yourself. Mm-hmm. So... In the past, when maybe things weren't how they are now, how do the feelings differ for you? Man, you know, I think it's a new thing as mm, well, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting, we were talking about the yoga earlier, but yeah, it yeah. really did something okay. for me. <laughs> it, like, hit a switch where I got to stop and slow down and put my phone down. And I'm in there, I'm do, I do the hop sauna one so Mm -hmm. it's you're sweating like crazy Mm. like you're really sweating and it's like you know i'm in there just in basketball shorts only you know so it's like it's a free the space the community the people that are in there doing it Mm -hmm. they're also on the actual you know things that matter in life Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the peacefulness and i think once i realized you know that it's about that feeling rather than chasing like the diamonds and the most expensive cars and Mm -hmm. because a lot of people think that that's success because they see it and they feel like 
okay, I want that because they have it, not knowing that their family is probably falling apart, mm. you know, and they just go for those things. And I feel like when you're actually after those type of material things, mm. that's when things get torn apart. But when you're based on the um, desire being love, mm. the success is a lot more easy easy to you know attain because love is success and and being able to have that connection with other people both uh whether that's our our spouse whether it's our partner Mm -hmm. family career everything being grounded in love and having that as a source of things all the other stuff will just it'll come naturally yeah like once i was happy at home mm -hmm. it was like man she's happy like this is this is dope you know what I'm living. saying? It's yeah. two of me now. Mm. Two, two is better than one. You know, and mm. just even that feeling of success and be able to spread and branch out my being into another person, yeah. and then to spread it to another third seed, having a baby and the joy that he brings inside the house. It's like, this is it. Like, what else would I even like? Okay, cool. I love getting Grammys. I love get whatever it is. I'm saying as far as like those these type of accomplishments. Right. Right. But. The feeling when we're at home on the couch laughing about whatever it is that he's doing, mm. it's like, I feel happier then than anything else I'm doing. Wow. Yeah. And, man, that's that's powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times people either define happiness, define success by things mm-hmm. or accomplishments. Yeah. And a lot of times people almost create their identity based on for those things, things. that and everyone can just go buy if they have it yeah they have money i have the same thing you have mm-hmm. now what now you you can't there is no ground of i'm better than you there is no you know what i mean so people i feel like they're like trying to go after like i have that and I, you don't have this and i had and they're competing with things that yeah. are gonna be gone or worthless in right. a matter of time anyway so why yeah. not invest in a living thing that is like, going to be there for because you when times is, get rough? Because love <laughs> you know is eternal that way. Exactly. Love lasts forever and the happiness exactly. continues. <clears throat> and I think what we were talking about earlier, just about spreading light and spreading love that way, mm-hmm. those are endless and those are eternal. So you can yep. continue to spread that. There's exactly. only so much. It's a gift so that things. keeps giving. Because yes. the more love you give, the more it'll you know, like water a plant and the more, you know, it'll be a bigger blossom yeah. of love. And then you can even benefit from more love. You know what I mean? We all can. Yeah. We all can. I think mm-hmm. one of the most powerful things that I've been able to receive and, and to think about is what it means to love and be loved. Mm-hmm. Because I know personally, <clears throat> I've been in a lot of different toxic relationships in the past mm-hmm. where I found myself always wanting to give that love and to give that love, but I wasn't necessarily feeling that in return. Mm-hmm. And what I was giving to somebody wasn't being received. Mm. And I think with that disconnect, some people try to just force that. Some people try yeah. to make it happen at any cost. Yeah. And at some point to maintain that love for yourself, you have to stop that. You have to cut that off. Yeah. Because you're going to leave yourself open to to harm mm-hmm. and and not being happy. I agree. Yeah, man. So, so I'm curious, talking a lot about feelings and talking a lot about emotions, um, I think for me growing up, a lot of the messages that I received, I'm not sure about yourself, but a lot of the messages that I received 
was that as a boy and as as a black man, we're not supposed to talk about this stuff, mm-hmm. right? We're not supposed to talk about happiness. We're not supposed right. to talk about love and, and family. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be like, you know, about certain, you know, F, FBs get money. Yeah, right? that's it. Mm-hmm. And so as you find yourself in an industry that often is somewhat mm-hmm. misogynistic, right? Mm-hmm. Somewhat, not even somewhat, very sexist at times. Yeah. How do you maintain and, and stay grounded in that love and in that emotion when uh, a lot of people yeah. around you are about those other things. Yeah. You know the the um there's like a meme of like two roads and there's like a million people going this way and there's like one going that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. I that always fork in the road. Yeah, it's yeah. like I always think about it like no matter what, if I'm doing what everyone else is doing, mm-hmm. I won't, no one will see me because mm. everyone's this, this, that same meme, you know? And mm-hmm. then there's one guy over there, girl, whatever, I don't want to be sexist. <laughs> <laughs> one person. There's right. one person. Uh-huh. That's all you see. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I look, I always looked at it like if I'm in my own lane, <laughs> if I'm in my own <laughs> vibe, my own bubble, my own area, I'm not, if I'm the only one talking about love, if I'm the only, you know, and I did this early, like I've been, you know, married for over three years now, you know, it wasn't the coolest thing when I was, you know, dropping cuffing season and, you know, having my wife on the cover and people were looking at me like I was crazy because I'm an R&B singer and you're supposed to be, you know, selling sex and all these different things. It's like, mm. why? Like him? Like him? Like him? Like him? Like him? Like him? Like mm. him? Instead, I was like, cool. How about this? I'm going to show people that it is cool to actually have one situation that you just cherish and you hold down. And I'm going to be the example. And even if I'm only the ripple in the ocean, I'm always grateful for that. Mm. And slowly but surely, I started seeing hip-hop love you feel me couples boom 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 and it's like that's what it was always supposed to be you know to show people that yo there's another alternative to fbs and you know like it's like it's another alternative and it just has to be cool and they just needed an example and they just needed to see it to believe it right right Mm -hmm. and i think you being you is almost the greatest reward in itself yeah and i had to learn that i had to learn that because i always wanted to be what i thought everyone wanted me to be Mm. what was that what was that challenge like for you as you were continuing to learn not just be it but Mm -hmm. to be you what was that challenge like man it was it was the toughest transition um as a whole in life because you know as an artist in the music industry you tend to feel like a puppet you know, mm. you tend to feel like, okay, they want me here, so I got to be here. They want me to wear that, so I got to wear that. They want me to talk about this, so I got to say that. And, you know, all that did was, you know, hinder m- me internally to feel like I was in the right mindset. I was in the right place mm. physically because it's always a requirement mm. that I needed. You need, okay, maybe you should do it like this as opposed to just being. Mm. Once I fell in love with who I was, mm. it was like, nah, but the, you guys know that the people are here because they like what I'm doing. Right, right, they're, right. They're, they're a fan of the music. They're, you know, infatuated with the the, the realness. You uh, know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, I feel like 
once I just just got confident in myself, you know, mm. and you know, just was unapologetic with, with the way I'm doing it is right. Mm -hmm. Unapologetically and authentically you. Yeah. And I think what I've appreciated about <coughs> your music and your, your artistry mm -hmm. is that we see so much of you in mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Your, your regular goofy ass, mm -hmm. big cheesy smile mm -hmm. self all the time. Yeah. That's what I think fans, myself included, latch on to. Mm -hmm. And we can tell that you're authentically you and that yeah. you are that one person that went left yeah. at that fork in the road. Mm -hmm. Because being you is the easiest way to stand out. Perfectly put. And I think being you um, gives you that sense of calm and serenity and, and happiness. Yeah, because and if you're happy with yourself, mm -hmm. there's nothing no one can tell you, you know? It's like, Not yo, no. like, bruh, I love this. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, it's impossible to put someone down on something that they think is amazing. Mm. So so I'm curious now. We, we're talking a lot about feelings and emotions, and like I said earlier, as men, we were told in, in various ways not to feel that. Mm -hmm. And one of the other things that I've learned from professionally and just personally is that one of the things that we're told not to talk about or not to think about is what mental health is. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm wondering for you, what would you say mental health is? Oh, man. Um, not overthinking, you know. Mm. Not worrying about things that you can't do anything about anyway mm -hmm. um man exercising definitely um and having discipline to mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. be consistent with it just because you'll feel accomplished you know doing things for yourself and you know just not stressing not th not overthinking it like back to the first thing i said because mm -hmm. a lot of times we worry about things that we have no control over Oh, zero yeah, control so it's like the more you think about it the more it's gonna bother you the more it's gonna take away from you to actually you know see the things that are in your favor and see the blessings because you're you know tripping mm -hmm. on stuff that's like yo you know like that I, that whole thing that you were thinking was gonna go left it actually worked out you know mm -hmm. like, so and you didn't even have to worry to. Right. Yeah. It, things tend to work out in mm -hmm. their own time. Yeah. And in I their own time. Yeah, yeah. And I remember one of the things I remember telling telling my partner, being able to tell Queen Yessie, mm -hmm. is that if you sit still, the chaos will take care of itself. I agree. Smoke will settle. What was that? The smoke will settle. Oh, smoke will settle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you said some. You were speaking in tongues or something. <laughs> so I, see I was like, damn, I must have said something. Get this brother speaking in tongues. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> but yeah, the smoke will settle. Like yeah. the things will take care mm -hmm. of, of themselves. Yeah. And a lot of times, what I see people doing, and myself included, to be real, is that we try to control what's not controllable. Mm-hmm. And in that very definition of things being outside of our control like it doesn't make sense to then try to control that mm -hmm. and so what i tried to you know think about and reflect about and, and meditate on for myself mm -hmm. is that it's not about what happens to me but how i react to that mm -hmm. and having that sense of calm and being grounded in who i am and knowing myself and knowing my worth just mm -hmm. like what you've been talking about yeah that allows for me to be able to manage mm -hmm. the uncontrollable. Exactly. Man, that's man, good stuff. Yeah, you're saying it all, man. That's 
that's it, man. It just starts with you, you know, and I had to learn that and, you know, appreciate the nose, you know, and just always know that there was a door with my name on it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and walk confidently in that and not get discouraged when door number 9,807,034 was a big no. Mm. Because you know at some point you'll be able to say yes to mm-hmm. yourself. Exactly. I'm always... <clears throat> you know, I mean, I was doing that. I was like, okay, man, this door, this isn't the door, this isn't the door. Mm-hmm. And you know what's interesting? My friend was like, yo, bro, you got to watch this movie. And I was like, what movie? Your friend talks in a really soft voice, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you got to watch this movie. No, nah, he was, was more turned. I'm just oh. so in my zone. He was like, yo, eat this movie. It was like, it was like that. Well, all of a sudden, his voice got... Like, no, nah, it was I like... Hey. Fr- I was about to ask if your friend was it Prince was, or something. Nah, nah, nah. Hey, bro, nah, nah. you got to watch this movie. Nah, bro. this dude is lit. <laughs> but the, the, the movie, it was... It was Bruce Leroy. It was, mm. Yeah. It was the Bruce Leroy glow that I had to realize, like, oh, it's on me. Uh-huh. And it's and it's crazy. Like, I, I grew up not really watching rated R movies. Like, I grew up just oh, me neither, super man. Christian. I couldn't even like, watch The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My mom, Mama Milo would not let me watch The Simpsons. I don't think Simpsons. I was watching The Simpsons. Nah, either. man. Yeah, they were strict. So, you know, I'm doing, like, all my catch-up work now. Like, boys in the hood. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to watch everything. So, you know, now I, I just saw that movie. And it was just like. It was eye-opening, you yeah. know? It was just like, man, even though it was a small message, you know, to to me it was everything because it's like, you're right. It's up to me. It's you on think- me to just realize that I'm the one. I can't depend on anyone for advice. I can't mm. depend on anyone to tell me what to do when mm. I'm in a game-time decision. Tom Brady, when he says set hut and he sees, you know, the linebacker automatically blitz and now all of a sudden his receiver on the right side falls. Mm. And, you know, they trip over a shoelace or something. He has to make a decision. Mm-hmm. And he can't hesitate. Well, he, he also has that confidence to know that all of the practice and all the preparation that he's put into that, mm-hmm. when he has to call that audible, right? When yeah. he has to yeah. be impromptu and just freestyle yeah. things that way, that's not the first time that he's doing that. He's exactly. prepared for what is going to be coming out of nowhere exactly even though you can't see it you know that at some point you got to prepare for something ahead Mm -hmm. and that way you don't find yourself being caught off guard exactly yeah 100 percent. so in in those circumstances when things come up that are unforeseen or um just everyday stuff too Mm -hmm. do you feel like there's anything that you're afraid of or anything that you um like are concerned about that way through fear um, you know, I just kind of went through some like craziness. Someone actually like broke in my car and Dang, like, man. stole so much stuff, and that was like the worst thing that had happened to me in a long time. Personally, oh, man. just because yeah. I work so hard for yeah. everything that I have, so you know when it when it happened, it it put me in a dark place, and I had to, you know, I I had to just get a reality check, mm. you know, and. Mm. It was crazy because it just showed me like, yo, anything can happen mm-hmm. at any moment. You know, you never know because I was trying to think and fi- un- undo the issue mm. with my thoughts. Like maybe yeah. if I 
think about it hard enough, stuff will come back, you know, or whatever yeah. it is. But you know, because I had it to, felt so you felt almost like exposed yeah, right there. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I was like, okay, I don't know what to do, and all I had to do was focus on the blessings. Focus on the blessings. Mm-hmm. Focus on the blessings, and that really helped me get over it because, you know, to be afraid that you know something will happen. That's now I realize that's inevitable. You know, like mm-hmm. you just you can't control it. You know, you have everyone dies. You know that that yeah. even that those two words. Everyone dies. Like that's you know for one for for some time I was just. I hate that, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to talk about that. I don't even want to, you know, just because it's just, you know, the, it's the it opposite of light. You yeah, know what and I mean? it doesn't, so. it doesn't, it doesn't feel good. Yeah, like we we tend to not want to look at the darkness, even though mm-hmm. it's it's inevitable. Even yeah. though we all know, again, those two words that everybody dies. Mm-hmm. That's not a feeling that we like to acknowledge. Right. And I think I'm wondering after you've been through that. How are you feeling like coming out of that or, or mm-hmm. still going through yeah. that? Even? No, no, I'm, I, I'm like I said, I just focus on the blessings. And mm-hmm. um, as I started to do that, it was like less, even less negativity in the mm-hmm. things that I do in a daily, you know. So, you know, focusing on the things that are positive, you know, is an immediate change for success, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's all in your mind and your thoughts are up to you, you know, so if you want to choose to dwell on the negativity, if you want to choose to dwell on the things that you don't have, you'll never realize the things that you do. Mental health is real. Reflecting empathy and love with Dr. Milo Dotson. Radical healing means that we resiliently remain committed to loving and being loved in the face of hatred and systemic oppression. It almost sounds like acknowledging that experience <clears throat> and acknowledging that that feeling of being exposed um that's almost made you stronger mm-hmm. because you've been able to have that adversity yeah and grow from that adversity yeah and mm-hmm. a lot of times what what we see is that i think men in particular um we don't like to admit or to be aware of vulnerability mm-hmm. or of being exposed yeah and we almost feel that vulnerability is a liability mm. and that vulnerability is a liability that leaves us open to being perceived as weak yeah but what i just heard you say and i want to be clear for our brothers and sisters who are listening now is that vulnerability is a strength yeah and it allows you to grow in a way that you wouldn't be able to without acknowledging it Mm. So by not acknowledging it, you're actually yeah. doing yourself a, a disservice. Hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Just look at Drake's music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm need you to break that down a little bit. You mean how he's been able to he's, open up he's so much? A, yeah, he's vulnerable. He's yeah. really, really vulnerable. You know, when he was coming out with his music early on, it was it was uh, very sincere. Mm. You know, and I think people gravitated to that because they're so used to the killing and the drugs and the multiple women mm-hmm. it's like he just kind of opened up and articulated it in a way that was cool had dope beats and everything but just opening up like mm-hmm. those are the songs that really cut through that really penetrate because you it actually enables you to feel something we all know people have talked about the vulnerability in drake's music in a not so positive way at times But here, Eric identifies how vulnerability and opening up leads to artists' longevity and lasting memorable impressions on fans. 
And that's what the difference is between today's artists and, you know, the pioneers in music like Lauryn Hill and, you know, those different people because you felt something when you heard Mm-hmm. Their music that never left you, that stuck with you, that car ride when you heard it the first time with your friends or whatever it is, the moments were memorable. You know? Because like we said earlier, it was, and what you said now, it was connected to something. It was grounded in love. <clears throat> it was grounded and in love. love is mm-hmm. eternal, which allows us to always go back to those songs that made us feel something. Mm-hmm. Universal connection. Yeah, the, the stuff that's popping right now, it may be catchy. But how long is this going to last for? Exactly. And I think <clears throat> as you're grounding our, yourself and grounding your identity in that love, mm-hmm. then you'll have <clears throat> that success that's eternal that way. And so when we think about Drake, let's be real, though. He got a lot of shit from a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And in that sincereness, like you said, people were were calling him everything under the sun yeah soft yeah they were soft sissy yeah so much Mm -hmm. so much homophobia about like what what is this dude doing like how almost like how dare he talk about his feelings exactly and so from your perspective as as you were you know over these last couple years um growing in your own art and your own artistry how did you see things around you going on around his uh come up his, his, or I should say his glow up. Yeah, no, nah, I was a, I was a big fan. You know, mm-hmm. um, I remember hearing the music and it got my attention early. And, you know, it definitely just showed me like, you know, like, hey, okay, why am I connecting to this more than any the other songs? Like, what is it about it? And mm-hmm. I realized that even today, I just listened to it to like So Far Gone last mm. week, you know, yeah. just last week, the whole album. And it's just like, I rem- that Greg Drake was hungry, mm-hmm. you know, he was, I just want to be successful, you know. I just want to be successful. You know, yep. and that was like so long ago. So to now yeah. see what he spoke into existence mm-hmm. is like, okay, you're successful. <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah. and it's like it's amazing because he spoke it out there. You know what I mean? And I kind of do the same thing, like with my music. I just make sure that whatever I'm saying, whatever I'm speaking, like people are listening. So I can Mm. either be of influence in a positive manner, or I can use the platform for just the trash. That's like okay, you know. It's Mm -hmm. like man, if if people are gonna listen and they're gonna press play, I want them to make sure that. You know, they're leaving with something that they can say, okay, you got to listen to that song or, Mm -hmm. you know, come back to me at a show and say, yo, you don't know what your songs did for me. You Mm -hmm. know, I hear your songs and they got me through a breakup. They got me through college. They got me through suicide. They Mm -hmm. got me through so many things. And in my head, I'm just sitting on this little mic right there in the corner Mm -hmm. and pouring my heart out. So to be able to you know, touch lives across the world Mm -hmm. from what I do right here, just in the back. It's like, it's all worth it. Mm. It's worth the, the struggle. Yeah, man. It's worth the struggle. It's worth the time. It's worth the hours. It's worth the investment, you know, of doing everything that I do for the people, you know, for, for what I'm doing. It's a lot harder to get the word out because... You know, if you post a picture of 
something negative and you post a picture of something positive, mm-hmm. I guarantee the positive is going to have less likes, less comments, less attention. The one with the negative will have comments, 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 mm-hmm. likes, 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 likes. And it's just, that's just the way that it is. And that's the world that we live in. So mm-hmm. for me, like knowing that I'm doing it and trying to be a positive influence, knowing that I'm doing it and I'm investing in myself because I'm independent. Mm-hmm. I don't have the you know, the big dollars behind it, the big machine behind it. So it's like I know I'm fighting an uphill battle, Mm -hmm, you -hmm. know, but the joy, you know, that people show me and they just, when I see them, they pour their heart out to me. Mm. When I'm here, I'm pouring my heart out to them, hoping they'll listen. Because they, they really see you and they really see who you are and not just a facade of fake artistry. Mm -hmm. You're not just trying to sell records, you're not just trying to floss, but you're actually being you. And that's what people feel the most connected to. Exactly. And so when you're you're in this struggle and you're fighting that uphill battle, Mm -hmm. how do you know like when you feel stressed? Like how do you know when you get to that point or you even cross that point where you're like, man, you know what? Mm -hmm. I need to slow my ass down a little bit because I'm feeling stressed. Man, I think whenever I just start feeling like it's work, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. because it shouldn't feel like work. You know, I'm doing what I love to do Mm -hmm. and you never feel stressed. You never feel, you know, sad when you're doing what you love, Mm -hmm. you know, so I always just have to check myself and just realize like it won't, it never gets past a day, two days, you know what I mean? Because I'll go to sleep and maybe I'm just like feeling like, oh my God, but once you're like, yo, this is what I signed up for, you know, mm-hmm. and sometimes the roads are going to be a little longer. Sometimes the burdens are going to be a little bit heavier, but, mm-hmm. you know, God wouldn't put more on me than I could bear. Mm. That's true. <clears throat> God never brings us to anything that we can't handle. Yeah. And I know a lot of people say if he brought you to it, then he's going to bring you through, through it. it. Yeah. And being able to manage that stress because, you know, mm-hmm. joy is on the other side of that struggle. And that comes with faith. Yeah. You gotta have faith. If you don't believe it's there, if you don't believe it'll come out, then you won't have any motivation. Mm. You know? And I've I've always had faith, faith, faith. My mom just, I got it tattooed on me, man. Like, my mom always just, just gotta be faithful and Mm. you gotta have faith. Do you feel like there's times where your faith is more tested than others? Um, yeah, every day, every day, man, it just has to be, it's just, they, you just ask for a mustard seed, you know, and I'm, I know it's like a lot of biblical stuff, but that's just the principles that I was trained by, mm. I like grew up. Yeah, that's who you were. In are. church, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's like a mustard seed, that's only this big, mm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He said, that's all I need. So if I got this amount, mm-hmm. I'm good. And I don't know. I've been straight. <laughs> and you have that that mustard seed that's allowed you to move all those mountains. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And just and, believing the impossible. Mm. Period. Like, okay. I know that sounds crazy to, you know, want this and want that and believe in it and be crazy enough to think that I could achieve it. But I'm going to do it because I'm... You know, blessed with an incredible amount of talent. There's no way that I'm this talented, not cocky, but this talented <laughs> for no reason. 
Uh, nah, I just got to keep going to see what that what that's about. What's it What's it like for you now to be able to own and embrace that talent? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times I either hear people <clears throat> try to avoid it, try to push it back, or maybe mm -hmm. they'll even say, you know what, I don't want to be selfish. Yeah. So what what's it like to say that? Like I got yeah. I got talent. Man, it's good because I think people just. You know, first of all, if you don't believe it, no one will believe it, <clears throat> you know. Um, and I think that for me, talent has always been what it was. I, I'm just about, you know, trying to make the best that I can and be the best that I can and sing and use this gift and as my, you know, mechanism for happiness, mm -hmm. not any of the other crazy things that I got to do for the fame, mm -hmm. you know, I just right. want to use my voice. Right, right. So whenever I'm, Very you know, literally use your voice. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, in order to get, you know, all these different, you know, whatever it is, quote unquote, fame, mm -hmm. you know, like acknowledgements, you know, people do a lot of crazy things. Mm -hmm. You know, nowadays we live in a day and age where they'll do anything, just sell their soul for 15 minutes of viral mm -hmm. on the Instagram. That's you it. know, and <clears throat> whenever I'm at my shows nowadays, what I do now the most than any other shows before is sing. I'm going to stop that music at one point and I'm going to show you. I'm not like everybody else. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like I can actually sing. Like the the actual. You have to. There's people that say actually mm -hmm. because they're so used to people not being able to sing. Mm -hmm. And we're in the music industry, which doesn't even almost make sense. It makes zero sense. <laughs> the only thing that consumers should even be expected of us is things that come from being a talent yeah not yeah, yeah. the personal relationships not what i post on you know what i mean like that should be nothing right why can't it be based on music and talent like it was back in the day now it's like okay whoever can successfully you know keep our attention mm -hmm. they're the most famous and it's like you gotta keep my attention you gotta show me something I have to see some sort of flash and bang and smoke and mirrors, mm -hmm. but I'm not actually going to feel anything. Exactly. And people are looking for that, the surface level, superficial stuff. Yeah. Then almost we're feeling so sensationalized mm -hmm. about things where talent somehow has become secondary yeah. to all that. Yeah. Which, and again, that makes zero sense. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it almost like upsets me because I see all of the surface level materialistic stuff continue to get more acknowledgement mm -hmm. than not just talent but who the person is mm -hmm. right and having people be secondary to profits mm -hmm. and to almost say like we're mm -hmm. using people and loving things mm -hmm. instead of loving people and using things mm -hmm. that gets me upset right it's tough man i'm telling you because I've based my entire career off, you know, this going to be your favorite song. You know, mm. that's it. Mm -hmm. And I don't care what comes of it, but I just believe like one day they're going to press play. Mm. And that's all I need. I don't need to force it and I don't need to rush it and I don't need to because 
the writing that already low key set me up to where I can be comfortable, you mm-hmm. know. So I right. don't have to be, I don't have to force my artistry, you know. If people want to work with me, they'll work with me, you know. That was the initial thought because being a writer and you know being how I was of service, like I said, I would do songs, and a lot of times the before I even finished the song, mm-hmm. they were yelling out who they wanted to send it to, mm. like. 80% of the time I'm in the studio, I come out of the booth like, man, this would be perfect for a blank. Mm. You know, and going from that to saying, hey, I want to keep this one, uh-huh. that was a tough one. Yeah? Yeah, because, you know, when when you're in a session and you do a song that Chris Brown can do, mm-hmm. we're all going to make money. <laughs> but when I say, hey, guys, I like this song, can I put it out on my project by myself? No investors, no anything, mm. no, you know, I'm just gonna put it out and I'm trying to gain a fan base right. and I'm trying to get a following of people that like my music so one day I can get a big major label record deal mm. and then I'll be able to perform on tour. They don't have that kind of patience. Mm. I'm in the studio right now and if I can give it to this artist over here who's gonna possibly sell a million records, why would I wanna give it to the person that's gonna go double plastic? <laughs> Double plastic. <laughs> Why? It doesn't make sense in the in, oh, a, in, a, in a scheme of for the money we're making. Uh-huh. But as an artist, you have to start somewhere. Well, but let's be let's be real clear. You just broke down what I think a lot of people are struggling with these days. So I want to be clear about mm-hmm. what I just heard you say was that if you invest in people then you're going to get more dividends in the end. Because if Mm -hmm. you're investing in the long term, right, if you have that patience to invest in you in this case, Mm -hmm. and not just pumping more product or pumping more money into this big machine that are these other artists who are dope artists, but Mm -hmm. they've had that backing for so long. Yeah. If we take a step back and actually say, you know what, let's invest some time, love, and of course money mm-hmm. into these newer artists that are doing stuff on their own, mm-hmm. then we're gonna see that growth and we're gonna yeah. see that. Yeah, that and it's re- just a more yeah. connect, more connected, and you know, a lot of times, I, I I got it early, but you know, a lot of times, you know, producers or writers realize it late. Mm-hmm. You know, like man. I'm just chasing placements or I'm just chasing, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just like, why not invest in my own brand? Why not take these songs that I'm doing and build up my own artists and find somebody that's talented in Rancho Cucamonga that has the voice of an angel, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. we can have her performing at Quintineras and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, why not invest in someone, you know, that can actually be the new, mm-hmm. but it's because, you know, People don't. They don't. They don't want to take the time. Mm. You know, they rather just get a quick check and pay that bill right now. But yeah. I always lived in a longevity state. You know, it was always about later, 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 and I wasn't afraid of the time that it would take because I always knew that the time would pass anyway. Mm. And this too shall pass. Amen. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Well, I, I think that delayed gratification makes so much of a difference yeah it does and it actually makes dividends too yeah it does because you know you can go for the quick check you know you can go for the quick hit you can go for that but 
it's like it's just not gonna last mm -hmm. you know it's not gonna last as a, like we built up you know my name as a writer just so we can have some leverage you know mm -hmm. but after you know it was like hey okay we've done this 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 and that we had to also put the same attention onto my solo career my artistry and right. the same time that i watered you know the my writing career i had to water my artistry so i didn't even you know get to the point where now i'm writing for beyonce now i'm writing for rihanna and i feel like i'm at their level mm. i went and i worked my way from 10 sessions a day you know what i'm saying now i'm in this room now okay they know who i am now i'm this person oh now we got this album now i got a grammy mm -hmm. and i took that success of my inner being right. and of happiness of how i felt and went all the way back down and mm -hmm. started over and performed at clubs that held 100 people mm -hmm. and then i went and performed at places that held 200 and then they said hey we like you we want you to come we'll give you a thousand bucks cool mm -hmm. now we like you we want you to come we'll give you 3500 you know what i'm saying and then everything just grew and i was was just like you got to start over you know yeah. a lot of people don't want to start over they feel like i've written this song i produced this song i'm just this big as well but right nah you're not you have to work your way up and you have to have the patience to put the work in yeah man and you have to have the the vision mm -hmm. you have to have the faith that really fuels that vision exactly so for you if we're thinking about that vision we're thinking about ahead what do you think your your vision is or what's that purpose for you that drives you as and not just as an artist mm -hmm. but more so as the person that you are what drives you that way yeah i think just actually seeing that it's working mm. you know seeing mm. that i'm actually touching lives because people dm me their stories they send me videos of them proposing to their wives and oh wow yeah different things so that so when i see like okay wow this is working it's kind of like when you go to the gym and you do four sit-ups and you go straight to the mirror like oh yeah yeah you <laughs> You try and get gains from four sit-ups. So. Yeah, you go like, oh yeah, you, you see the, you feel like you see results instantly, and it's a lot more motivating when you see results. When you go to the gym and then you start looking good, it's like, okay, mm -hmm. I need to stay in that gym. Right, this is what I like. Yeah, so it's the same thing. Like I'm writing these songs, they're telling me how they feel about them, and it motivates me to write more so I can touch more lives. Ah, uh, so you, that's where the consistency came from for the uh, Easy Call album cover in particular, huh? <sighs> You, you did those sit-ups a little bit more than four that's, times. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, I need more cardio. <laughs> Give me water. That's funny, man. Yeah, I'm juicing for a week straight. Yeah. So so when, when you think about the short-term limitations, it mm. actually gives you long-term gains. Mm -hmm. because that that brief moment of fasting or juicing or whatever mm -hmm. as you're slowing yourself down and gives you more gains mm -hmm. and and the one of the best things that one of my mentors told me dr bill parham was that the fastest way to get somewhere is to slow down mm -hmm. and you being able to have that patience to really receive that love for yourself mm -hmm. um to slow down to say you know what I'm not going to get all this today, but today I'm going to make this effort. Mm -hmm. And that's all I can do today. Mm -hmm. And that's more than enough. Exactly. That's what's propelled you so far. Yeah. And yeah. I was, yeah, I was telling my assistant today that I see like what she's doing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. in the effort mm -hmm. and the, even if say, for example, I'm like, man, 
why did you do that? You right, know, right. I'll be like, now I can see, I, I put myself in her shoes like, oh, that's why she did that. You yes, know what I mean? A yes. lot of times people don't take the time to think. They just think that their way is the only way. Mm-hmm. So when something doesn't happen, they immediately think the other way is a, a big fail. Mm-hmm. When in actuality, it's just like, yo, you know what I mean? Talk to her, see what, see what it was. And it mm-hmm. can be anything. You know, yeah, just yeah. speaking in, in hypothetically, you know, it's like, okay, once you understand why, you know, the person did whatever they did, it's it's peaceful. As yeah. opposed to just taking that time and just, or as opposed to just, you know, rushing to conclusions. Like, what'd you do? It's like, yeah. it's like, yeah, but I had to, it's like, oh, and like, yeah, I did this because I had to do that. Otherwise, this would have happened. Oh, you don't even know. You, you take that time to slow down to mm-hmm. actually understand others mm-hmm. and not yeah. just be understood, but to understand others that way exactly yeah. and it helps it helps everything like just communicating you know communicating and not rushing you know like you said because when you're moving fast mm-hmm. you know you tend to miss something because you can't make an accurate hit on your you target can. you can you know when you're you know whatever it is if you're a you know a person that's doing a bow and arrow and you're running Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's it man you you can't be trying to be robin hood in a drive-by you right? can't you yeah. have to stop you have to really you know make sure your stance is good when people are shooting a free throw it's like that's why they stop they take their time they dribble the ball they look up they look down they dribble some more mm-hmm. because this is their free chance to make a free shot a free throw you know that's so it. if you're it's an easy call it's it one e- might say it should be one might say it should be. A wise man once told me. <laughs> it should be easy. The more you take your time, mm-hmm. the better chances you have to make the shot. Mm. That's powerful, man. I Unless you're Curry. <laughs> Unless you're Curry. Yeah. I mean... Unless... Yeah. Unless you just be like, I'm going to just pull up. <laughs> yeah. Like, that dude just... Yeah. But again, going back to what we talked about earlier... That was all the practice, how many missed shots that he's he? taken exactly. to be able to get to that point. Yeah. So now now it's easy. Now but it's before, easy. not so yeah. much. Yeah. Mas yeah. difficile. Exactly. As, or muy difficile, as, as my partner would say. Mm-hmm. So last question I really want to ask. Um, straightforward, the question is, what is your ice cream? And mm-hmm. let, me, let me tell you what I mean by that. So mm-hmm. growing up, it was just me and my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, drove... We, she never was able to drive anywhere, actually, so we rode around on bikes because mm-hmm. she's never had a driver's license. Mm-hmm. So I was always a kid in the neighborhood with a little purple shark helmet coming back from violin lessons, little league, basketball, that kind of stuff. And once in a while, when she had enough money, we'd be able to get some ice cream. Mm-hmm. And for me, that ice cream wasn't necessarily about the ice cream itself, but just the time that I saw her take and the love that I saw her give me. Mm-hmm. And so for now, for me, my ice cream literally is quite ice cream. Like I love me some Ben and Jerry's, mm-hmm. some uh, Talenti gelato, um, all that kind of good stuff. Mm-hmm. And so for you, again, the question being, what is your ice cream? What is the one thing that you have or that you like to enjoy that you're just like, you know what, I'm gonna treat myself? Mm-hmm. Man, it's so many things. I'm trying to see like okay. a pinpoint because I I found the things that make me happy and mm. I do them repeatedly. Yes, you yes. know. So if that's a massage, you know, or if that's I don't know a a little 
you know, vacation mm-hmm. with Lamaya to where we get somebody to watch Eli and we can go and just be us. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, that's something that I love to do. Well, we're also sitting by this wall and literally people listening, there's a wall of shoes next to me. Like, it is, if you can imagine those cubbies that you had in kindergarten, <laughs> like, each of, your, each of your classmates had their own cubby, like, each cubby hole is a new pair of J's. <laughs> that was like an old fetish of mine. That was one of them. That's that's some of the ice cream Now, right maybe Yeezys now. Yeezys, I love oh, okay. Yeezys. Yes. These, yeah, I, I and, don't and know And this what brother has the uh, Wave Runners on right now, yeah. just so we're clear. Yeezys is my, man, man, my thing. <laughs> I can't get enough of them. These Jordans I used to have maybe, you know, like, I don't know, like a couple of years, maybe like six years ago when I was just like, I had to get every single one that comes out. And now I'm wondering like, okay, what do I do with them? Because I don't wear them anymore. So now like, yeah, I some just, of them look like they hadn't been worn for a while. And some, yeah, the, some, the of some, <laughs> some of them are brand new. Some of them are, yeah. some of them are toe up. But yeah, man, this was definitely one of them. Um, I don't know what the listeners are. We maybe could edit this out. But uh, Mary Jane. <laughs> oh, there's that. Yeah. It is uh, legalized in the state of California. Uh, so we so, are right. And you know what's interesting? Before, like about I don't know, a year ago, a year and a half ago, uh-huh. I was like, get that stuff away from me. Mm. Well, there's there's more was, truth right there, yeah, ladies so and gentlemen. It's like, yeah. yeah, so it's a, it's a new thing, so I don't know. Well, again, any and everything in moderation, right? For sure. And I think for me, as I'm talking about my ice cream literally being ice cream, I can't just eat ice cream every day. Right. And I can't eat ice cream to the point where I start seeing it have negative consequences on my life. Okay. So if I start missing work because I'm like, man, that McDonald's ice cream machine is finally freaking working. Right. I got to go get that. Exactly. Then it's over. if I'm missing date nights because I'm like, man, you know what, Yessie, like, I'm sorry, but I really want to eat this Sunday. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So for you, if you're you know, uh, partaking and talking to Mary Jane every here and there, yeah. right? Um, if you start to miss shows mm-hmm. or if you start to, I don't know, want to prioritize smoking versus working, mm-hmm. then that's when it becomes more of an issue. Yeah, I um, agree. I agree. You got to definitely be self-disciplined, you know, and I'm so disciplined. Eric closes out this episode by sharing a model that stuck with him since high school football days. Desire, discipline, poise. Staying true to his passion and grounding his efforts in love, he just can't lose. And I think that comes from football. You know, that was something that the coaches just instilled in us. You know, desire, discipline, and poise. Mm. Those were the three words that are on the gym. So every single day, you know, and I grew up playing football since I was six years old. So mm-hmm. when I got in high school, desire, discipline, poise, desire, discipline, poise. Desire, discipline, and poise. That's it's like the the creed, the motto. Yeah. Yeah, I can dig that. It's like you got to want it and you got to be disciplined in order to even do the necessary steps it takes in order to receive it. Well, speaking of discipline. I want to be mindful and uh, respectful of your time because I know, speaking of discipline, you got a busy day. Crazy. So, <laughs> man, in the future, I'd love to come back and cool. do this again Definitely. because 
I just find myself having so many questions. We can talk about your football career mm-hmm. or, or maybe lack thereof. Mm-hmm. Um, we can talk about everything from Pop Warner to the current right. state of the NFL. Exactly. And so before we go on, I just really want to say thank you again for your time. I know you are no a problem. very, very busy man. Thank um, you. So we really appreciate you taking the time. Okay. Um, and for the brothers and sisters who are listening, thank you for continuing to listen. Thank you for continuing to embrace this podcast. Again, my name is Dr. Milo Dodson, and this has been another episode of Mental Health is Real. That is real as mental health is reflecting empathy and love. Peace and blessings. Mental health is real. Reflecting empathy and love. Produced by Jesse Ortiz and Dr. Milo Dotson. Follow us on our socials. At mental health underscore is real, at PH Dotson and at Jesse Ortiz.